She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 132, a 30-day business report card, part three with Cordova Pleasance. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hello, She Did It Her Way podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. I am your host, Amanda Bolin, and super excited, as always, for you guys tuning in. If you're listening today, it is Monday, February 20th. It is also President's Day, which I completely forgot that it's President's Day today up until Saturday this past weekend when someone asked me if I was working on Monday and I'm like, what do you mean? And uh, I started laughing because I feel like ever since I stepped out of the corporate world, I've lost all sense of holidays that are not necessarily like the big staple ones, such as like Easter or Christmas. And I just forget about those. So whether you're working or you're not, just happy Monday, right? So today's episode, we have Cordova Pleasance on again. It's part three, and she is going over the first 30 days in her business. So we're talking about numbers. We're talking about how she's discovering that, how to brand her boutique and blog simultaneously, what practices and customer service tactics respond well with customers and clientele, and much more. So some of the things that you'll uncover or learn in this episode is find avenues to gain business analytics and adjust operations accordingly, know what platform works for you and your business, and learn to not let your mood and personal life be influenced by the day-to-day numbers along with a handful of other top key things if you're looking to start a business. So make sure you guys tuned in, stay tuned in for episode 132, 30-day business report card with Cordova Pleasance. Awesome. You guys, we are back with Cordova for another um, episode for the podcast of the behind the scenes, the business. And when Cordova sent me her notes today, I, well, she sent them earlier, um, but earlier than today, but I am super pumped and jazzed for her to share what are some of the things that she's learned within the first 30 days as a business report card, as she says. So I'm just going to turn it over to her and we'll go from there. Cool. Hey, thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah. Very excited to be here. So I, um, I launched the business officially December 1st, and I've got kind of this summary report card because now today we're into the second week of January already. And so I've got some numbers. So if you remember in the beginning, um, I set a pretty high goal for myself to have like a $5,000 uh, sales goal in my first month. And I like to set the bar high, um, but I told myself in the beginning, you know, if I can get half of my goals, I'm going to be just as happy because that means that things are going in the right direction. So be grateful for, you know, if you can get half of your goal done. So I set my goal, you know, to do $5,000 in sales and I got 60% of the way there. I did just over three grand in sales. So I'm pretty pleased about that. I know. (laughs) That's cool. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, thank you. So 
you know, for what does that actually look like? Where did my orders go? So about 57% of the orders actually were local. So they were, uh, went to Juno residents and then about 43% of those went outside of Juno. So, you know, that's all over the place. So when you look at states, about 70% of my orders were within Alaska mm. and about 27% of those orders were the U.S. And I had one order go out to Calgary, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that one. And I actually traced, um, cause I can, uh, see where these people are coming from. And the person from Canada found, uh, a photo on Pinterest and it got traced back to the blog, which led to the purchase, uh, which How did is, you trace that? So I use Shopify, um, and this was actually an issue in the beginning when I was first starting to look at platforms. I looked at WordPress versus Shopify, and my website guy really was pushing me towards WordPress. But I ended up going towards to Shopify because you can see all those analytics of where these people are coming from. Um, it gives you a really nice like summarized report of top devices used, top countries, people who are adding to carts. And for me, um, with my science background, I love having the numbers and having the analytics because that shows me where my areas of weaknesses are or strong points. And so um, when a customer comes in, I can see where the first page that they landed on. And so it showed me that it came in from Pinterest. And the photo is of me wearing one of my favorite sweaters, uh, canoeing at the glacier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a gorgeous sweater. It's, um, it's white, and it's got, like, a cross back to it. And it's just beautiful. And so I love to have all those lifestyle-type photos on Pinterest because I know that that's where my audience hangs out. You know, there's lots of women on there who love to shop. So by having these photos on there... Um, it actually worked, so I was really excited to see my first international order within my first 30 days of business. So I was very happy about that. Yeah. So um, let's see. About 32% of my customers returned for a second purchase, oh, and no. I was looking into industry standards for that, and um, like that's pretty average, actually. 30%, I think it's like 33% is a good, uh, that's kind of what you aim for. And I think like Amazon has like a, I don't know, it's like a 35% returning customers. So that's pretty good for my first month. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and it actually turns out that my returning customers were, were spending way more. So 66% of my orders were from returning customers. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so when people buy something, uh, they're obviously really liking it because they come right back for more. Um, and I think part of that plays into how I package it because I, I told you before that I I make it like a gift to yourself. You know, when you order something online, you want it to be special. So I started putting a little um, dried lavender in packages. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't love flowers. Plus, it smells so nice when you get it. It smells fresh. <laughs> so. I think that's working. Um, and yeah, so that's it for like basic numbers. Let's see here. We had over 1,000 people come in on mobile devices wow. versus 330 people coming in on desktop and about 50 customers coming in on tablets. So 
that shows me that I need to really pay attention to how my website looks on a mobile phone uh, because that's where people are coming in from. And are you getting this information from Google Analytics or Shopify Shop- Analytics? All, so it's still Shopify. Okay. Yeah, it's still Shopify. Um, top browsers coming in from Facebook. Uh, that's my number one. So I've got that's like my biggest social refer- referral. So Facebook is number one, Instagram is number two, and Pinterest is number three. So, you know, having a diversified platform, I think, is really helpful. But I actually started out um, with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Mm. But I ended up getting rid of Twitter because it was too much for me. I couldn't, I just didn't want to be, um, I felt like I was bogged down with four, having to maintain four social mm-hmm. platforms whereas like Facebook and Instagram are kind of intertwined and then Pinterest is kind of its own deal that can kind of operate you know alone yeah so I ended up getting rid of Twitter and I, I was relieved the moment I deleted it <laughs> <sighs> okay so I I think that like that in and of itself getting more clear and for you to be yeah. able to look at the numbers and say okay it makes no sense like yes while I could do Twitter Right now, the numbers aren't necessarily telling me that's where my, like, biggest ROI is, so I'm going to say no to it. I mean, did you – was it hard for you to say no, or was it just like, dude, these are the numbers, so I'm just stopping that? Well, at first, I was, like, really hesitant because, you know, the – my research and my books, you know, were saying, you got to have it, you got to have it, it's really important. And then it came a point where I just kind of, like, didn't like dealing with it because I've just never been into Twitter. And so – it, I just, yeah, I got rid of it. And like I said, the moment I did, I was like, freedom. Yeah, you're like, holla. <laughs> more so, time back. Yeah. And, you know, as the business grows, maybe I'll look into it again and reinvestigate that channel. But for now, I'm pretty happy with Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, and, um, just, and even YouTube, because all my videos get posted onto YouTube. So I mm-hmm. still have, like, really five channels, you know, the store the three social and then YouTube. So that's still a lot. So that's still good. Um, Things that I've learned, um, let's see. I I was having a hard time in the beginning because I was letting my mood be influenced by the everyday numbers. So I would like get online and like hit refresh and it would like tell me the amount of sales or like the amount of people that have come um, to visit the store. And, you know, I'd be super pumped when I'd have like, you know, a couple orders in, a couple hundred dollars, like, yeah, everything's awesome. Everything (laughs) is awesome. There's that song out there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the next, I'd have, like, especially around the holidays, so, like, starting, let's see, on the 23rd, I had a big day. I had, like, you know, a $250 day. I had a bunch of orders, and then, oh, three orders, and then it died down, and then there was, like, nothing for, like, a week. It's like cricket, cricket. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, like, all low, and I was, you know, feeling all humdrum, like, nobody likes my store. <laughs> and then I stepped back, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You know, from an as- a shopper's perspective, like, I'm not shopping during the holiday. That's also my birthday week. You know, it's New Year's. People are busy. People are broke. <laughs> like, yeah. They're so- recovering from, like, a spending hangover. <laughs> totally. And so, you know... I really had to kind of talk myself into 
you know, telling myself it's okay and you do not need to sit there and get all worked up or let your mood be influenced by the day-to-day because you're in it for the long haul. You're in it for the big picture and you have to look at things objectively and, and also, like, kind of expect that. Like, as far as January goes, I'm not really expecting much different than December sales because January is a slow month uh, for a lot of people. Even here in Alaska, it's really slow because the holidays have uh, have gone, tourist season has long gone, people are starting to snowbird, so they're taken off out of town, and it's just very slow in retail, in the retail world, and so, you know, I'm not I'm not terribly worried. And again, like my focus is on spring really and the long haul of things. So that was definitely something that I learned within the first 30 days. Um, I feel you on that. Like I, um, I had similar things like the podcast in terms of, I mean, I look at the numbers and, you know, while it's a business, it's also saying like, what is the impact and the value you're making? And like, who's listening to your show and how many people are like, mm-hmm. what episodes doing really well? And then using that information to say, okay, like this episode did really well. Why was it the right. person? Was it the title? And then finding other people, like if people really, um, gravitated towards this interview, um, finding other people like that person that I brought on the show to continue offering that same type. But yeah, there was a, a slight dip over the holidays, but to your point, everyone's just busy and they're yeah. doing their things. And like, sometimes like holidays gets crazy, especially I feel like this year was insane that yeah. like, you're just, you're spending time consuming sugar, cookies, food, oh. wine. And like, there is nothing wrong with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Totally. Um, so, you know, as far as like visitors go, like people of traffic coming in to my website, like, you know, what you're talking about, people interested and who's looking at it. Um, I can see on Shopify, like the, I had a total of, for the month of December, I had 1,441 visitors Mm -hmm. and almost a little over 1,200 of them were unique. So, wow. Yeah. So that's really cool to know because then, you know, I know I had about, 250 or so people coming back, you know, throughout the month shopping. And then I had all of that new traffic coming. So yeah, that, that was, I like that number. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, one last thing on the, on this little report card is, um, shipping charges. So, you know, that was, it's always kind of in my, the back of my head because shipping is a big deal. And I was charging for shipping in the month of December, which deterred a lot of people. Um, I found out like on the street, <laughs> people weren't too inclined to shop, especially if they were in Juno because they had to pay for shipping. And did you find, and that came through, I'm obviously with Shopify, you could probably tell if people left an open cart and they abandoned it and like, did they come back to it or not? Um, yeah, so looking at those types of conversions, 5% of people that come into uh, the store add stuff to cart. And about half of that, so 2.71%, reach checkout, and then 2.2% purchase. And I think when you compare those to industry standards, that's, that's about right. Yeah. Um, and so, and I can see Shopify says, like, it sends me notifications of like abandoned carts. And so I knew a couple people who had abandoned their cart and I knew like, um, the sweatshirt, the hoodie that they wanted wasn't in their size. So I, I 
emailed them and I was like, oh my God, there was a huge disaster on aisle five and it totally wiped out all the mediums. <laughs> but I have this other sweatshirt that you might like and it totally worked. Um, these people were grateful that I had sent that uh, email out to them because they ended up purchasing the other hoodie that I recommended. So it's really nice you know, to have those abandoned cart notifications from Shopify because you can do something about it and you can win a sale uh, that way. Wow. And like you can figure out, you know, why, why are they leaving? Did you, was that like something that you had automated or you just personally, like that was part of your routine. You saw that they left the cart abandoned and then you're like, oh my gosh, maybe I can offer something else that's very similar to yes. that. Got yes. Because at this point I, um, I can't automate it because I don't have enough traffic to really warrant it. And I want it to still be personal right? Uh, because it matters. Like I, I really feel like in the first, uh, quarter first year of business like you you gotta suck up to your customers and you gotta like kiss some butt because you need that loyalty and so you know another thing I've been doing is writing personal thank you notes and I'll um in the thank you notes I'll throw in a couple of like ten dollar coupons so uh you know that person the customer can have ten dollars off their next order and then they have an extra coupon to give to a friend so a little bit of a referral system going and I just started doing that so I haven't seen any use of it yet because, like, I don't know, a week and a half ago is when I started doing it. But, yeah. And, yeah, that's another way to track, too. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And see who really likes their uh, their goods and, you know, who's just in it for a one-time deal. Yeah. So uh, do you mind if I ask you a few follow-up questions, too? Because I know there's, like, two parts that we're talking about today. Yeah. Um. What, so within the first month or at this point now that we're recording, it's probably about six weeks that you are operating your business. What's been, how have the challenges changed? And then how have you seen yourself change in terms of like your thought process? Mm, Okay. Um, what was the first one? <laughs> yeah, they're both pretty hefty questions. I should have just said one at one time. Um, how, um what sort of challenges that are maybe new challenges or mm-hmm. that are different challenges in the first six weeks of business? Yeah. So I think now, like up until this point, cause I've been working on this for about a year now when I first started like dreaming up the idea, um, oh, about a year ago or so. And up until December 1st really was cause I was launch day. It was all prep and it was like, okay, now I just got to lay the foundation for this and now I got to prepare for that. And, Oh yeah, I got to check that off my list. And now that things are moving and in motion, it's a totally different thing because now, um, like I'm in this, this hamster wheel that I built, (laughs) you know? Mm. And so now my thought is different because now I'm thinking, what inventory do I need to bring into the collection? What makes sense? Because I first started out with, um, a lot of really cozy and chunky knit sweaters and uh, jewelry and just kind of simple basics because we're in the middle of winter. And now it's a transition time because what's coming out in the retail world is all spring. Well, it's still January. (laughs) So yeah, trying to find clothes that are like, that will work for January and February that makes sense to the line, but still hold, um, my 
my store's um, presence, you know, being classy and sexy and professional, but practical and then quality, lacing all of that together and trying to work that into, you know, the next couple of months of clothing is, has been a little bit of a challenge because um, I'm right now I'm focusing on uh, the next trade show, which will be uh, February 21st magic trade show in Las Vegas. And I've started making appointments with new brands that I want to bring in. And those are all things that will hit in spring. So, mm. yeah, so forecasting for, you know, the immediate situation, but then also being able to step back and and look at the the whole grand scheme of things and what I'm planning to do over the course of the next nine months, which I did. And I literally have some like something big planned once a month until October. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I limited myself to only one thing a month because I, I still want to play and have fun and like enjoy my life. And that's kind of why I built this business was something that would fit into my own lifestyle. So by having one big event a month, I can I can do less but focus more on that, and I feel like I can do that more masterfully. Mm-hmm. How has it? Um, well, now I'm trying to remember the second question. You forget? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I asked you the challenges, and then the second thing was, oh, oh my gosh, that's so funny because I could just re-listen to the podcast and be like, what was the first question? Um, but I do have. So I'll maybe it'll probably come back to me. It'll come back um, to you. How <laughs> do you? how do you determine what's not the next step in the business or like what type of questions do you ask yourself to figure that out? Mm. Well, that was part of my like nine month long preparation was looking and you know, that goes back to my business plan of creating that 10 year plan. And then what's my goals for the first year? What's my goal for the first three years? And then what are the steps that I need to take in order to achieve those goals? And so right now, the big goal, you know, for the first couple of years is to really build on the boutique and really uh, create a very strong brand and a very strong name that really speaks to um, the location. So one cool thing Uh, that started to happening started to happen which is exactly what I hoped would happen (laughs) is bloggers I had this one blogger reach out to me to collaborate and she lives down in LA but she's going she's a fashion blogger yeah I know (laughs) uh hair flip um (laughs) she's going on a ski vacation to Mammoth Mountain and then she's going to go to Tahoe and she found my boutique because I've got all these awesome cozy sweaters and I've got these handmade Alaskan wool beanies that are just freaking awesome Um, and so she contacted me because she wants to do a blog write-up on that and that's totally what I want to be because I've been online shopping for years like my whole life because that's what you do (laughs) if you live in Alaska (laughs) and so most my the biggest problem is that anytime you shop online all these awesome stores like revolve or um you know swell whatever they're all geared towards these southern climates and so you have to like go through and sift through all of their stuff to find stuff that works for the north and you know in Chicago, it's probably cold right now. Or in Calgary, Canada, it's cold. In Norway, it's cold. If you go skiing, like where do, where can you go online that has stuff that's built for the north and like built for that kind of adventure seeker, um, 
you know, that persona. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm building. And so I was super excited that this um, fashion blogger collaborated or is we're negotiating collaboration right now. So, yay. Yeah, well, I mean, it, that's like that just shows how well you've done in terms of laying out your your target market because you attracted that through that yeah. that blogger like she nailed it that's awesome yeah yeah so I was super happy about that because you know that's still within the first six weeks business so What's, high five yeah air <laughs> high five from Chicago yeah. up to Alaska what oh, yeah. <laughs> um what's it been like then from the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes for your business in terms of like managing the the cash flow and managing orders coming in and accounting for like accounts receivable versus payable and all things like that like tell us a little bit about that side yeah so I'm really bad at the books <laughs> keeping track of that sort of thing is just um it gets lower on the priority list you know of like actually tallying you know how much I paid for the sweater and how much I'm selling it for and keeping track of um, all of that has been a little bit of a challenge for me because like I said it gets dropped down onto the low priority but what I have going on right now because I'm operating out of my house and so we have um, this extra bedroom that we use as our office and it is literally exploding with clothes inventory ah. <laughs> like it is it's actually like my dream <laughs> That's because, awesome. Because it's just like these amazing, beautiful uh, pieces of clothing that are just like overflowing. And so when I get an order in, um, it comes in and I get I have this Shopify app on my phone. And anytime an order comes in, the cash register noise. <gasps> like, <laughs> yes, that's got to be like the I've best. I've never sound. had cocaine ever in my life. Yes, um, that is it. <laughs> but like, I would imagine. I mean, well, people. There's those articles that say social media is the equivalent, like the dopamine that we get from a notification oh, through social oh, media, okay. is very yeah. similar to that of cocaine, which I've never had. Let me <laughs> let me make that true like statement. But, um, dude, having a notification being like you yeah. just made a sale, that would be yeah above awesome. all like yeah. everything, it's right? Great. It's totally great. And the coolest part about it is that I can be anywhere. Like I can be, um. Like the other day I was ice skating on one of the lakes that finally froze and, you know, I put my phone away and cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so my office slash warehouse is so out of control. I wish that you guys could see all this because it's just like I have like uh, velvet and plaid and sweaters, like jeans, like busting out of the seams. And so... Uh, when I and then I have like my mailing station that's like kind of on the floor, it's like, oh and I have gosh. like notebooks stacked, and then I have this like uh, I got Christmas cookies for Christmas, but it came in this really cool tin, which is now where I store all my um, tags. So I have to like stamp my own tags for the clothing. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Totally roughing it, but you know it's awesome, and you got to do that because you got to start from somewhere and you can only go up from here. Right. Amen <laughs> so, sister. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. So I get an order and I immediately take care of it because that's one thing that is so annoying um, from a consumer standpoint is slow shipping. Um, oh God. Like one of my friends is experiencing this right now. It's like she ordered a shirt from this online store and like it's been a week now and she hasn't even gotten like a shipment notification or anything. So 
I do my best to get that order out of the door and like out of my hands. So it's in the, it's in the mailman's hands, you know, it's yeah. his responsibility and I know, and I can track it and see exactly where it's at. Um, so yeah, that's Gosh. what the behind the scenes looks like. And then there's the Amazon prime where they're like, Oh, do you want it today? Great. We'll deliver it. And it's like insane. That's- yeah. So, and that's one thing that I've had to change too. So, um, like I mentioned, the shipping charges was deterring a lot of customers because they didn't want to pay the $6 and 50 cent uh, fee. Mm. So what I did is I raised my prices by $7 and, and then gave free, and then I give free shipping and interesting. And you know what? It's working. People are jazzed about it. And it is so funny how that works, you know, in, in the, like the psychological side of things, because if people see free shipping, like they almost don't care what the item costs, you know? Right. And, and I have to, I almost have to offer free shipping because I'm competing with, you know, Amazon Prime that can do crap like that, you know? So how do you fit that in um, to your business? And, you know, one challenge that I have as a retailer is I love unique clothing. I love quality clothing and I also love stuff that is not mainstream. So I, I try and find um, items that are not available at Nordstrom's or, you know, online or Amazon because I don't want to compete with that. Um, I want to have my own niche, my own market uh, with prices where I can work in the shipping cost and it's, you know, not going to be making pennies, maybe making mm-hmm. dollars. Do you know, and you may, this may, like you've stated um, earlier in the conversation, but, um, do you know like the profit margin or gross margin on an item that you sell and then tracking that to say like, so your sales were 3000 this month, but then mm-hmm. once you factor in all the expenses, what is that true like net? Have you gotten to that point? No. And I really, really want to, cause I love those types of numbers, but that's, I have to go through my books and I have to like really you know, pencil in, I paid, uh, $3 for this ink pad and $5 for the stamp. Like I, I got to do all that and I just have to sit down and do it. But what I do is typically, um, a markup when you buy something wholesale is in retail world is a two and a half times. Mm -hmm. So if you buy something for, you know, buy something for 20 bucks on wholesale times 2.5 that comes out to you sell it for $50. Well, it kind of, so what I do is I, I get an item in and I look at it and I try every item that comes in. I try it on cause I write really detailed product descriptions and I want to know, you know, everything about it pretty much. And then that kind of, I sit there and I think about how much would I personally pay for this item? And I adjust it based on that. So some items, you know, it's a, a 2.8 markup because I'm accounting for shipping mm. or in some items it's like a 2.3 markup. It just kind of depends on the item and, you know, the perceived value of it. Totally. And so, you know, I can't just say, Oh, I bought all this stuff times it by 2.5 and that's how much money I made. No, no, no. <laughs> like, right. You're like, uh, there's a lot yeah. more labor. I just had flashbacks of managerial and financial accounting happen. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is that. <laughs> What's that? 
I know. So, oh, can we yeah. like we'll have to have like a Skype date and go over our books like at the same time, but have wine because that's <laughs> so the thing right. that keeps. I actually just started, so I've I've done um, I've used QuickBooks, I've used Zero, mm-hmm. I've used the GoDaddy version, and now I'm on FreshBooks. Wow! Oh my gosh, my favorite. So I've like tried. I know there's more than those, but like I've. That's I've, pretty good. I've so tried far. around, you could say. I love FreshBooks. They Dude. are, yes, like super simple, super like not overwhelming with chart of accounts. But again, like my business, I, I don't I don't have products like you do. So you might like that might be different. But all mm-hmm. I can say is my experience with FreshBooks, like I think it might take a person a little while to try one accounting system or at least like do the research and say like what types of accounting software do other people like in my industry use but I can say so far like I've had trouble connecting my bank to FreshBooks and their customer service is insane like when the guy called me or I called him I was like am I talking to someone in a call center because this does not sound like a call center and he started laughing I was like usually there's people in the background and like he's (laughs) just been (laughs) yeah he's been constantly following up and being like is it working okay I've escalated this like insane customer service crazy 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 but anyway so yeah I and you can like track time and stuff and so like if someone's doing like more like project-based work you can do that you can send invoices like insane so that's cool. Yeah, right now I'm just using Excel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got, like you said, you got to start somewhere to figure out, like, okay, what's, yeah, what's happening. Totally. And I actually, um, you know, that was one thing that I picked up from a podcast, you know, are what are, like, the first duties that you should hand off to, like, a VA or a virtual assistant? And your books are one of them because they just tend to become last on your list. But they're really important. So one thing that I've done is um, – I have a couple of really good uh, friends that have just been like my pillars of support and helping me out. So one of my friends, she's modeling for me and she um, is writing a blog for me. So I trade her in clothing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then my other friend, um, she's got killer administrative skills. And so I'm actually going to start training her in my books and I'm going to be um, in the beginning, I'll, I'm going to trade her some some of my premium quality denims because I've got like DL 1961 denim that runs for like 180 bucks a pair, mm-hmm. and so but they're like freaking amazing. They have um, Insta Slim technology, and my favorite are these high waist. Oh God, they're they're so good. the The best pair that I have right now, they're a high waisted black skinny, and they work like I literally can wear them seven days a week because they are like black as ever and they have um a two-way stretch and they're environmentally friendly they're the material that they use is um it's 100% American cotton but they've also created a way to make it like antibacterial so they do not stain. I have a kid. He's almost two. He's going to be two in March. And I have not washed these jeans yet because I haven't needed to. Ooh. They, yeah, they're freaking awesome. And um, that's, you know, that's one thing that I've really focused on is finding clothes. Like if you get a good pair of jeans, then you don't need to buy another pair of jeans for like seven or eight years. True and, that. Yeah. And these jeans are them. Um, they're awesome. So I'm trading jeans for for my friend to help me with my books and then eventually once the business starts to grow of course I'm going to put her on payroll um, and actually start building so I've kind of already targeted who my team is going to be and they know that and they're well aware and 
you know, so they're, yeah, it's awesome. They're like I on it. Them. Yeah. It's cool. That <laughs> is fantastic. Okay. Tell us about, we're talking about the second thing in regards to, um, your blog posting and how that is accelerating your brand when it comes to sales and everything of what it encompasses too. Yeah. Okay. So I had a, a hard time in the beginning really conveying what my business idea was because people couldn't really grasp what I was trying to do. And I finally came out with a blog post that I feel like really showcases exactly like what this business is all about. And so um, the blog post is called Mendenhall Glacier Ice Caves in Winter. Um, you know, how to get there, what to wear. And so I've got this wonderful friend who is a photographer and she's, she is like on the verge, you know, of her stepping into her entrepreneurial like career. She's currently has, you know, a nine to five job and, but her side hustle is photography and she loves the lifestyle side of things. And, um, her name is Sydney Akagi. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, she comes with me. So what we've started doing is going on these adventures and, um, exploring, my goal is to explore Southeast Alaska. And so we went out to the ice caves. So in Juneau, we're called the gateway of glaciers, right? There's a ton of glaciers around. And the one that's like in the middle of our town is the Mendenhall Glacier. And you, you can go like up alongside it and then access underneath it. And you can get inside of the glacier and it opens up into these beautiful caves um, with the prettiest blues you've ever seen. And so we went and checked it out and explored. And of course, like I loaded up on my merchandise because I obviously wear the stuff that I sell. <laughs> <laughs> and she took these amazing, gorgeous photos and I brought the GoPro so that I could do a video. And um, I wore this awesome double hoodie. It's got like thumb holes and like this cute little side zip. And it's a little bit longer. It's got side pockets. And then uh, my new favorite hats um, that are made from a local vendor here that in Alaska. That so cute. Yeah. So oh, I cute. love it. And yeah, and it's awesome because, uh, you know, as an Alaskan, you got to have a good hat. And this woman who makes these hats, she is born and raised Alaskan and so she knows good hats it's a, a wool and an acrylic blend and wool is awesome because it's it's temperature regulating so mm. like versus a synthetic so when you get like really hot and overheated if it's a synthetic your hair will get all sweaty and then you just don't want to take your hat off because it's disgusting but yeah it's been there but you're hot as hell <laughs> yeah so, but wool is uh because it's from an animal right it's um natural and so you don't really need to wash it because it's anti-microbial uh, and antibacterial. And so it's also temperature regulating. So it's like they're super cute and super practical, but extremely warm and really great. And so we went out there, took some fantastic photos, um, explored the caves, had a snack, took in the views. And I came back, um, created a blog post, uh, very detailed, talking about um, – you know, what the Mendenhall Glacier is, you know, who first laid eyes on it. John Muir, the famous California naturalist, was one of the first people to ever describe uh, the Mendenhall Glacier. And he said that it was one of the most beautiful of all coastal glaciers that are in the first stages of decadence. And 
the Mendenhall Glacier is no longer a coastal glacier because it's receded about probably seven or eight miles since then. So that was like 137 years ago that he came. And so every time you go see the ice caves, it's it's so different um, because the glacier is constantly moving. Like you can think of it as this frozen river that's constantly flowing, but the face of it is constantly retreating and receding. And so every time you go into these ice caves, it's a completely different experience from one season to the next. And you're going into these places that literally no man has ever set foot on because the glacier has receded, you know, a hundred feet that year or whatever it was. And so um, it's a little bit terrifying because these glaciers, um, they can calve, they can crack and crumble and just crush. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you have to are sweating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's exhilarating. You go in there and it's just this beautiful, breathtaking scene, but you you know, you're quiet and you're careful because you, like, you're going into the belly of the beast. So you don't want to upset it because you might not come back out of there. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. And so what's, um, it's just, um, it's truly amazing. I mean, you're standing next to this mass of ice and it's a very humbling experience because here you are this little like insignificant being and you're just standing next to this thing that's miles long miles wide miles deep and i mean it can it can crush you and it's been there for hundreds of years and it's just i mean the air is so fresh and you can taste the like the water comes off of it because it's constantly melting, you know, and it is like the freshest water you've ever tasted. And the ice, like if you if you saw the blog post, um, that real pretty clear blue is so soft because it is so dense. Um, so it's just an amazing experience. But anyway, so I'm wearing these awesome clothes and I sell them on my website. And so as soon as I posted the blog, I saw uh, from my Shopify dashboard that those two items, this cute hoodie and the hat, were now being added to the cart and being viewed the most. Oh. Yeah, so it was really nice to finally have everything come full circle. You know, here I am, I'm out adventuring because that's what I really want to do. I love to travel and explore. But then also you can buy this look and here's how here's what to wear, here's how to get there, Um, and look, if you want this look, you can come buy it right here. And on the blog post, um, Shopify just came out with this new thing called the buy button. So you can literally have like an add to cart anywhere. It doesn't need to be like specifically on the shopping page or the boutique side. So on the blog itself, you can actually add the maroon double hooded sweatshirt to your cart right then and there. It is a really cute sweater. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure it's very warm, obviously, yeah. if you're clearly awesome. wearing it all the way up there. So then has that inspired you to um, continue doing more posts, like, with your clothes then, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's been the plan the whole time. Because, you know, I thought about, you know, being a fashion blogger and, like, incorporating it into, like, you know, okay, I'm going to go, um, gold panning. Here's what to wear. But then it's like, I'm just advertising for other companies and other people. So that's when I came up with the idea of like, I should just sell the clothes that I wear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and that's where, 
this whole thing really came out. So I feel like this blog post was like my first really good one that just fully encompasses the brand. Um, and so I'm definitely going to keep going and keep doing this because, um, like I said, I have pretty much one thing planned per month until October. And some of those are these big, um, adventures. So like in, uh, I think it's in April, uh, we're going to go to Baranoff Warm Springs for the spring catalog shoot. <laughs> and so to get to Baranoff Warm Springs, it's on this island, this huge island, and you have to take a float plane there. Oh, and- yeah, it's awesome. And so you got to land. You can either land on the upper lake or you can land in the little bay. But once you get to Baranoff Warm Springs, it is awesome. It is a hot springs, like literally in the middle of this wilderness area. Um, you can hike up onto, or get up onto the boardwalk, and there's these little individual shacks with tubs in them. So you can have like your own private tub. <sighs> with like like spring water or like these sulfur hot springs like flowing into your tub and so you can you know bring your bottle of wine oh my gosh (laughs) yeah you can like open the curtain and like watch this huge waterfall that comes down or you know if you don't want to go in the tub you just continue up the boardwalk to the actual hot springs and next to the actual hot springs is this raging like river that flows and then crashes down into the bay in this massive waterfall and it's just like super beautiful and a lot of people have never been to it. They've never even heard of it. Uh, but I've been going there since I was a kid because we would always, that's like a halfway point to, uh, we have this ca- summer cabin that's on the southern tip of Baranoff. And so we'd always stop in there for a soak because my dad was a bush pilot growing up. And so we'd fly in, you know, go for a soak and then continue on. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. And then it's beautiful. And you can, you know, when you're done with the springs, you can go further up. To where the lake is and there's canoes and little boats up there so it's like a beautiful spot for a catalog photo shoot plus it's super fun and super awesome so I'm going to bring a bunch of girlfriends out there and that's going to be like the first debut um, lifestyle trip so I mentioned you know that it's resolute boutique and lifestyle so the boutique is shop the look but the lifestyle is come on these adventures and this adventure is you know come in this float plane we're going to probably do like an hour or two of community service to help the little community out that's that lives there it's like three people that <laughs> that hang out there um, maybe pound some nails in the boardwalk but then go for a soak drink some wine smoke some weed <laughs> oh, oh my gosh <laughs> is that legal yeah oh my I'm like so in the again like I live under a rock oh my god <laughs> um that I so my next question or maybe this is this is not a question but I think what I from an observation from the outside in is you've done a really good job at encompassing your brand as an experience and doing it through the the post so it's not just like you said it's not you working with other brands like you're embodying and showing people what it is that your brand stands for and providing that experience totally and I feel like that's a lot of what our generation is also more interested in we'd much rather like at this point, a lot of us would rather pay for an experience rather than paying for these material items. So you can kind of see that now um, with some of these big box stores starting to close down and go away. And what you find are these, you know, this younger generation, us, um, looking for 
experiences and looking for adventure and looking for quality uh, clothing items that are going to last 10 years because um, trends now like in the style world trends come so fast and they go so fast it's it's insane. Like I was watching the spring 2017 fashion show with like Dior and Gucci and Prada. And it's like, it is like the eighties mixed with Renaissance mixed with like athleisure. It's like, (laughs) it's so crazy. And it's like so chaotic. And it's like every trend from like the last 200 years is, is in season this season. So Mm -hmm. like, how do you interpret that? Well, it's like, you don't. <laughs> you just, what you know, the biggest goal is to just find pieces that are functional, that you can wear to work, but, you know, you can also transition into a date night or go out for drinks or, you know, take them ice skating. Like, finding those pieces that work all, all around is, yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, I mean, I love this, like, status report card. I feel like we're going to have to keep doing these, even after the six-week series, to do, like, okay, hi, it's a 60-day check-in. What's your report card looking like? And tell us all the goodies. But, no. Six months, one year. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, Is there anything that has happened that you – I mean, I'm – I'm like correcting myself as I'm saying this because I feel like you would just openly share it anyway, be being the personality type you you are. But is there anything that you're like scared to share or doubting yourself or anything that like you weren't gonna share but you now did share and what was it? Yeah. Um, so in the beginning when I was first building this business, um, my design team that I that I hired was talking to me about, you know, you need to have like a, you need to have your face out there. You need to like, you know, when people really respond, when they can like visualize what you look like and all that stuff. And at first I was like, no, (laughs) like, no, I can't do that because I live in a small town. Like there's, you know, I get along with a lot of people. I have like a lot of friends everywhere, but you're always going to have haters, you know? And I, just didn't want to be I didn't want to put myself out there only to get hated on and so I was very shy about that first so for a long time I called myself an ambassador oh. <laughs> this is so embarrassing <laughs> no, no no I think this is actually like it's those mind tricks like the thing yeah, that we totally. can tweak I mean, Wayne Dyer always says that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so if we can change the way we look at a situation, you can change the outcome of it. Right. I need to take my own advice. Yeah. Yeah. So I was totally like the ambassador to this new brand. (laughs) And then like, like by November. Senior ambassador. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) and so, um, by November, uh, when I had the Stylorama fashion show that I was like previewing, you know, a sneak peek of the brand, I finally came to terms and I was like, you know what, like, get over it, just own this because you know that you're awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I did. And since I took that, that leap, I have been owning it and, and it feels good. And it's really funny because, um, I, I definitely, like there is hesitation with people from Juno wanting to shop at my store. And I think that's because, um, 
I don't know. There's there probably are haters out there that just like don't want to do it. But that's one thing that I'm so grateful that I decided to go online because now I can have a relationship with customers like in Canada, for example, or, you know, Chicago or wherever I can have this awesome global relationship with my customers and it doesn't have to be isolated to just Juno because I you know I love worldly connections I I just love that (laughs) I want to be able to land in Chicago and be like Amanda do you want to meet up for coffee this is awesome coffee (laughs) let's do coffee lunch and wine (laughs) (laughs) totally and so I'm you know I I really came out of my shell um and I'm, I'm very happy that I did. And that kind of speaks to in the beginning when I was first really listening to other people. Um, you know, I was, I've, I've talked about this before. You know, when you listen to other people tell you what you're good at, kind of go with that and investigate that and see if you could make a business out of that. And um, with my tour guiding, I've been doing that for like 10 years. And people are always saying, oh, my God, like the way that you describe things is so nice you make you make it very understandable but you don't you know you don't dumb it down to where we feel like idiots (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um and they always said you know you should be an ambassador to Alaska it's you're just really great at that and so I I just listened to those people because these people had no idea who I was they would just come on this like two and a half hour tour with this girl Cordova who drives this bus and like you know, flies airplanes and drives boats and who is this crazy woman. Uh, But then at the end of the tour, they're like, this is awesome. This is the best tour I've ever been on. Like, do you own this business? Are you like, is this your tour? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just work for somebody else. And then, yeah. So and now you get to wear your own clothes on the tour. Totally. Yes. And And now they'd be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) where did you get that? And you're like, well, fancy you're asking let me tell you (laughs) yeah and and it's so cool because that's actually started to happen so I carry around in my wallet um these little they're like business cards so on one side it says you know resoluteboutique.com and on the back side is a discount coupon code to save 10 bucks and so anytime somebody recognize me recognizes me which has started to happen now because I've been in these pictures and these blog posts posts are starting to circulate around town and word is getting out uh, so people are approaching me and recognizing me so I reward them with here's the little ten dollar coupon and people obviously respond well to that who wouldn't you know right. just have 10 bucks off <laughs> so yeah it's it's been it's been cool so I'm no longer an an ambassador. I am the owner. (laughs) You are the owner, which is awesome. Um, I'm proud of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. So why don't you, I know, um, tell us a little bit, Blake, to wrap us up for this um, podcast episode, to share with us the things that you have for the audience. Yeah, so I would just like to extend an invitation out to anybody that's listening. Um, If you are up for collaborating and you could see a way that we could work together, whether you're a fashion blogger or, you know, throughout this, all of these conversations that we've had so far, um, I am up for collaboration. I love that. I think it's been really fun so far. Like, Amanda, you and I have collaborated and we've been having a great time. Oh, it's been so fun. (laughs) I know. And so I just wanted to extend that invitation and then invite anybody that's listening to head on over to resoluteboutique.com slash she. 
And there you'll hit a landing page and it's all my top favorite uh, resources that I use to help build my e-commerce business, um, as well as a $25 off uh, discount coupon code. So if you head there, uh, you can take a look at that, shop the boutique and check out some of my blog posts of exploring Alaska because um, there are always people coming on a cruise. Maybe you're gearing up, you're going to come to Alaska on a cruise for the summer um, and I've I've got what you need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't even have to go to Alaska to wear those cute clothes. <laughs> yeah, you find right. all that. So. Totally. Yeah. And that's, you know, when we talk about, when we dive into my marketing strategy uh, later on in this series, well, we can go into that because really my hope was to basically have a wardrobe for the Northern girl or, you know, people that live in Colorado and Montana and Wisconsin and these cold climates that are similar to here because Southeast Alaska is not as cold as you'd probably think. Uh, like right now it's raining because it's not cold enough to snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's warmer than 32 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. yeah. And so really our climate, because it's so temperate and so moderate, it really speaks to so many other climates. And that's really what my hope was, is if I could if I can really focus and use the lifestyle of Southeast Alaska as like my backdrop, because it's a, a freaking amazing backdrop. I mean, just look at the pictures. Mm. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and to be able to use that as my backdrop, but then, you know, bring in customers from Norway and um, Minnesota and all these other places that just live in a place where you want to be cozy. <laughs> you mm. want to light a fire and drink wine out of your coffee mug. Oh. Yes, <laughs> no, I mean, for sure. No, this has been amazing. And I can't wait until um, our next conversation. Cordova, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out She Did It Her Way podcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.